1: listening to the fantasy sports radio network. It's the best, friends best friends forever,
0: fantasy best friends forever. Do-do-do. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network alongside Frankie Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, hey, what's going on, bud?
2: Greg, hey, what's going on? Happy Monday. New start to the week. Super Bowl week that is. A lot of news going on around Seems like every sport nowadays, Greg, except baseball. You know, when we're supposed to be in hot stove season. Some NBA news obviously going to talk about that with Anthony Davis. Uh, some NFL talk as well. Uh, you, know, you, you saw me do the little pose over to Greg. Yeah. Holding my ribs. Yeah. No, I wasn't in the Royal Rumble last night. I'm uh. not, not out here trying to sell anything, Greg. I'm in, I'm in bad shape. Yeah,
0: you were telling me that this morning. I had all this stuff for you to do and that we had to accomplish. And you're just like, dude, I am, I'm not okay. I should not be <laughs> here right now.
2: What, what, what happened, man? So, uh, in my infinite wisdom... I go out to play some two-hand touch football Saturday morning. A couple of guys. We have, like, maybe yeah, that's cool. six, seven dudes, right? Well, figure we'll get a little game. Official quarterback, three-on-three, three, whatever it might be. It turns out there's, like, 12 other people there mm. who also had the same idea. Mm. So we end up playing this huge, like, eight-on-eight, eight, like, three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, two-hand touch. Like, I'm playing offense-defense. We end up playing for four hours straight. It's a long time. You know how they say that thing about, Every NFL game, it feels like your body's in a car accident. That's exactly how I feel. You didn't even get tackled. It was two-hand touch. You didn't even get tackled. I mean, you fell a few times. Like, oh, of course, yeah. You, yeah. There's no... It's you aggressive. Know, you can't avoid, touch. like, sure physical... Were you... uh physicality. Were you the quarterback? I, I tried for a little bit. I did throw a pick six. It was, it was very bad. I'm sorry, buddy. The other What's quarterback it? wasn't getting it done. I'm like, all right, you know what? I was rocking my McNabb jersey. You know, I'll, I'll give it a try. But I also... did very well. But I also... So like, it was cold. Sign. I got, like, the sniffles now because of it. I get Like, allergies. I feel terrible.
0: But I think it's also important to note, Frank, that you uh, lost 11 pounds thus-, right. thus far in the month of January. No
2: alcohol, no carb January. I,
0: I think it's incredibly impressive to do... The no alcohol thing, I think it's, like, fine. You do it every year. But the no carb thing is just massively impressive. Especially for you, who loves carbs.
2: Yeah. Rice, pasta, no bread. Can't eat sandwich. Absolutely. But, I mean... It's all going to go away. Like in one weekend, I'm going to undo everything that I did. You think so? Yes, absolutely. All right. I like, I've already planned out like bacon, egg, and cheese right. Friday morning. Right. What's going out for beers on Friday night. Deservedly so. I have pizza Sunday. Oh, you mean artichoke Friday night, right? Yeah. And then Sunday, it's like wings. Wings. Like my family gets like a whole thing of like Popeye's like fried chicken wings. Right. Like right, right, right. Boneless wings. Yes. Yeah. Eat more beer. Yeah. I'm going to do everything that I did like this week. Uh, like this month, I'm going to undo it. So, all you,
0: of so noticeably, you're going to come back on Monday just heavier. Oh, yeah. Are you excited for it? I'm very
2: excited. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Whatever. I tell you, I, I've eaten more vegetables this month than I ever have in my life. Like, I've eaten vegetables I didn't know existed. Like? I, was, I, I don't even know what they are. I you
0: knew think we'll just buy know.
2: like these stir fry vegetables and it's like a bunch of stuff and I'm just eating it. I have no idea what it is. Like, what are those little things that you? I don't even know how to explain them. Okay, they kind of they look like potatoes, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They usually, cauliflower. They usually come in like Oriental cuisine. Snow peas, like water chestnuts or something. Yeah, like what? Oh, like the little corn things. I don't. Are they even? No, not the baby corns.
0: No, I, baby. I, but I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about, though.
2: I've never had those before this month. I had that. I had that. A year or like two them ago. At all. They're not good. They're not good. They're I gross.
0: Like they are disgusting. <sighs>
2: <laughs> Good point, Ron. <laughs> Nothing. It's in the chat. Join the chat. You'll see what's going on. I was trying to. You can ask me about my weekend, Frank? Uh, how was your weekend, Greg? Did you enjoy the Royal Rumble? My weekend was disappointing, Frank. Your weekend was disappointing? Very much so. A lot of wedding, wedding planning or something? <laughs>
0: Um, there was. Figuring out what why.
2: color, uh, what color flowers you're gonna have this year. Nah, uh, that's not a me thing. That's a Judy thing. You were doing <laughs> something like wedding. something that she's gonna drag you into.
0: No, nope, no, no. I have nothing to do with that.
2: <laughs> um, you were you were doing some wedding
0: planning this weekend? You texted me.
2: Nah, not really. Just kind of like comparing and contrasting stuff.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: Again, we're we're still in like the dipping our toes process. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you asked me about venues. Again, Greg, like <laughs> pushing fifty, like this guy's got to get it. Like we understand, like. You Never last the right. process here, Greg.
0: So Saturday <laughs> night, my I'm glad you <laughs> said trust the process. My team name in trivia this is my annual trivia weekend, as you know. Ooh,
2: oh, so you sucked at trivia. My trust.
0: team name is trust the process, <clears throat> and we lost. I'm gonna tell you, we hit how th- bad? Came to third,
2: but didn't
0: you win last year? Last two. Oh,
2: you can't win them all, man. You even can. even the Warriors lost the championship.
0: You can and you shall, and I feel <laughs> I feel heartbroken about it. To be honest with you, I was really upset, really upset.
2: Well what did what did you what did you get
0: stumped by? You know what their questions just weren't in our in our um, in our wheelhouse. Like we have we have a lot covered and then fortunately they they asked a bunch of stuff that there's a sports question I got wrong which is totally on me. Let me ask you two sports questions two sports questions I remember and I got both wrong. Is that cool? Sure. There Hey, is is Bones down there? Alex
2: Yeah, one second. Okay.
0: All right, this is a good question for Bones too. All right, here we
1: go. You guys were calling for me. I'm calling for you. Oh my god, it's an honor. I was just talking about you. I said Frankie's haircut looks so good on camera. So good. Yeah. You should get nice. matching cuts because we're seeing the side of Greg a lot. It'd sure. Be cool. If you're going to really be BFFs, get a haircut.
0: I'm going to get. A, I, I am going to get a haircut this week.
1: Greg, can you grow hair on your face?
0: Not really. Not like that. <laughs> I am going to. I am going to get a haircut this week though. Just nice. an update. All right. All right. So I was at the trivia over the weekend, and they had two sports questions, <clears throat> both of which I got wrong. Well, I had more than two sports questions, but I got these two. Bones,
2: we're not talking about the Phillies or the 76ers. Why'd you come on the mic?
0: (laughs) But I want to ask you this, Bones. You heard that, huh? That was awesome. There are three baseball players that are mentioned in John Fogarty's center field. Can you name them?
1: (laughs) I was about to say Willie, Mickey, and the Duke, but that's a different song. So that's
0: what Judy's father says, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. I go, that's that's talking baseball. Right,
1: right, right. And I'm like, you're wrong. And then I got, I got two so out of the three. Hey. It's, he says, say hey, right? So yep. it's Willie Mays.
0: So That's I got fun. two out of the three. Willie Mays is one of them. I got that correct.
1: Are oh, you looking at my <laughs> uh, one? You know, I haven't so I heard moments. it in a while. I played it once here and Corey like almost died. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I try to go through everything. The second one I got was Joe DiMaggio. So I knew Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio. So the third one, I, was, I said, I went with Mickey Mantle because it was like another famous center fielder.
1: Is it, is it Stan the Man? It's not. Oh, Stan Mueller. It's
0: Ty Cobb. Yes.
1: Ah. Hmm.
0: And I was upset with myself that I got it wrong. That's the like one I, I, I should get right. And I didn't. The second question that, that I didn't I get was right was, was literally a 50-50 shot. Who played in more playoff games? Joe Montana or John Elway?
2: It would be Joe
1: Montana. Bones. It feels like a push to me, but since you're asking, it's probably Elway. But I would have guessed Montana. Montana was probably in. Less yeah, Montana and won is more. like the obvious. Montana right. or so Elway was him. in a lot and lost more. Right. Montana probably won the ones he was in. So it's
0: who not who won, who played more playoff games, not who mm-hmm. won more playoff games, who mm-hmm. played. So we talked it out and ex- pretty much got exactly where you guys are. That Montana seems like the obvious answer. Yeah. He won four. But you don't want to games. psych
2: yourself out because then you start thinking about it too much. So we ultimately went with Elway because we knew he drafted in
0: '83, had the two Super Bowls at the end of his career. We knew he lost Super Bowls as well, and we figured he played longer than Montana. He was just in more playoff games, and we were not correct by that. Yeah,
2: I finally beat Greg. So
0: Joe Montana uh, was was the correct answer. I have a hockey question. I'm probably not. Uh, uh, is Pavona there? Oh, I'll ask Pavona the hockey question. Is Gabe around?
1: <clears throat> All right, what's the hockey question? All right, the hockey question.
0: There are. How many NHL teams do not. Their nicknames yeah. not end in S? I've
1: heard um, of I believe. I know, I know for a fact the Lightning. That's one. Um, ooh, the Wilds. That's, so that's two. two. Yep. Ooh, um, give me. Shoot. Um, I think. I want to say that there's. Just need a number.
0: Uh, f- f- four. Right? Do you have an answer? Three. Three is correct. Okay. Yeah! The Colorado Avalanche.
2: This! Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche, Avalanche one, is yep. the only one. Yeah, the great. only other one. Look at this. Uh, it's great. I'm coming through. You should have brought me to trivia now. I, I should have. For the For the. We're supposed to be ones. best friends forever. Didn't even invite me. I
1: didn't think you'd want to come. I we was getting help from Gabe behind me.
2: Oh, Gabe is there?
1: Yes, he's uh... he's, he's standing behind me. Uh, I I mean I definitely knew that I definitely knew those two the first two and then uh, I forgot about the Avalanche I thought there was one more but
2: all right three it is
0: John Elway played in one less playoff game son of a b man son but that's
2: how a they bee. get you right so like you think it's the obvious answer then you kind of like start like doubting yourself a little bit and then the next thing you know you kind of like f yourself up because you're just you're thinking about it too much.
0: Unbelievable. he played in twenty-two playoff games, and LA and Montana played in
2: twenty-three. Greg Robert Diggs wants to wants us to make. How about those nets become a thing in yeah. regard to Corey Parson? How about those nets? Not, that's that's what's that, what's not our show, man. No, but I'm saying because uh, I don't know what's the latest with between like Corey and Gabe and and their bet. And their I think I bet.
0: think it's over. I think Corey's he's, he's done.
2: Yeah, but there were injury like. He tried to modify it once Oladipo got right. hurt, right? But then didn't he got hurt? So it kind of cancels out no. He doesn't care.
0: He's not doing it.
2: All right. Well, I thought it was a good segue into NBA talk, anyway. Is that what
0: you were trying to do? I was trying yeah, to, actually, I was trying to save that to the to the twenty, oh, all right, to I mean, after the break. I thought we were, I was going to use these last five minutes before we hit the break. Uh, so we got the Royal Rumble. We did a whole show on it on Friday.
2: So, all right. So what'd you think? So I got home doesn't oh, like your old well, seven hour wrestling show, Greg. Dude, man.
0: So I was surprised anyway, let me get there. So on Saturday when I got to Judy's house, they surprised me with like a, a cake celebrating my birthday. Like my birthday's not for like another couple of weeks. Like, well, yeah, you're going to Florida, like, we weren't sure we were gonna see you. Oh, how nice is that? Surprised me with a cake, got me a present, and I thought they were just gonna the present was gonna be an envelope that was just empty and with a note in it that just says wedding. But
2: they didn't. They gave me a real present. It was really nice. What did they get you?
0: They gave give a certificate to a restaurant that I wanted to go to.
2: What kind of restaurant?
0: It's an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn.
2: Well, I might know it. You know, I live closer to Brooklyn than you do, Greg. You do.
0: It's called Misi. It just opened. No, no hey. idea. Uh, it's basically they're just known for all their pastas and gelato. That's pretty cool.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite pasta? Are you, you strike me as like a gnocchi guy.
0: Oh, I do love gnocchi. Love. I mean, I love most pasta to be fair. Yeah. Um, you talking like sauce or just like strand.
2: Mm, give me both. It depends. It on doesn't the, have to be together. It could be separate.
0: Right, right. So it kind of depends on the pasta. Like I really, if you want your basic pasta, I usually almost always choose penne. Big penne fan. Mm-hmm. Like the noki just soaks up the sauce so well. Yep. So those are my two favorite, probably.
2: So I kind of like the uh, the spiral ones too because it also like gets a lot of the sauce sure. like in between the creases and stuff. And totally. Really, really soaks it up. It's great. It's great. Vodka sauce. I like vodka sauce. Pesto sauce? Love pesto sauce. Creamy pesto?
0: Love creamy pesto. Is that your fave? It probably is my favorite. Creamy I really pesto. like Cacio Pepe a lot, though.
2: All right, so the rest of your weekend, Greg? So then we you went... to the birthday gift? This is at the Royal Rumble now.
3: Yeah,
0: That was the last thing I wanted to say. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I also watched a Netflix show um, in completion. The Bodyguard?
2: I also finished a Netflix show this weekend, Greg. Did you watch? Punisher, season two. Oh, I heard good things. Very good. Very good things. I'm trying to like model my haircut actually after the.
0: So I watched, I finished The Bodyguard and they're like, you should watch The Punisher season two.
2: Like, yeah. Have right. you watched any of the other Marvel? Nah, no, no watch- definitely watch- not, right? No. Okay. Daredevil's actually pretty cool. I heard I just Daredevil's good. Season three as well. Uh, but Punisher season one and two are awesome. What, what I really like about Punisher and even some of Daredevil too mm-hmm. is that I believe they're rated R. I mean, it might even be further than that. Like they show they show violence. Like they're not afraid to, like, you, you can't have The Punisher show. Without, like, you know, if you shoot someone, like, seeing blood. It, it's kind of like the way I always mm-hmm. thought about, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. You, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies could have been so much better if they were, like, not for kids. Sure. Like, if they weren't made by Disney. Like, uh-huh. if you've seen someone get stabbed, like, if it was, like, realistic and, like, someone starts, like, spitting up blood or, like, whatever. So on and so forth. But, so the Royal Rumble last Punisher's night. awesome.
0: Royal Rumble last night was, the actual main card was five hours long. If you include the pre-show, it was seven hours long. If you include NXT the night before, which I did not watch because I was at trivia, and I watched then on Sunday, it's another two and a half hours. If you would have sat there for it
2: was like ten hours of wrestling, ten hours this of weekend. wrestling of just WWE, you know, we content. don't have any other lives besides mm-hmm. watching wrestling WWE. Like, come it's on, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like your classic back in the day, well, it was like eight to eleven. It's great. Like there was maybe one pre-show match, seven thirty to eleven. Sunday Night Heat was three on. and a yeah. half. You know. Yeah. Speaking of Heat, halftime Heat next week. Great, great job by WWE
0: by the way, but with that. It's silly that they didn't bring it back before. Love yes. the idea.
2: For uh, halftime heat, next week, if you don't want to watch Maroon 5 and the halftime show, you can put it on their WWE Network. I don't know why we're randomly advertising for them, but I don't pass. It, it, it's awesome. You can go watch a six-man tag match in the halftime of the Super Bowl next week, which will be on WWE Network. Mm-hmm. That's basically all happened. Okay, so the Rumble was... <laughs>
0: incredibly, incredibly long. That's my biggest, that's my biggest uh, takeaway. Yeah. The second takeaway. Pretty away, predictable too. Predictable, but that's okay. I don't mind it being predictable if I like where it's going. Where I yeah. like, If I like where it's going, it doesn't bother me. Pre- I would like the
2: Rumble match itself to be a little bit more unpredictable. Okay. The Nia Jack spot was kind of unpredictable. That was I guess. cool. It was cool. Like, that was cool. Got RKO'd by Randy Orton. Very, very nicely rko took a sewer
0: kick from Ziggler, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. My biggest takeaways. it really is this from the Rumble. That you watch it, right? And the biggest stars of the night, in my opinion, like the ones that like actually had like star power were Charlotte and Becky. Like, I would have ended the, the, the program with the Women's Royal Rumble just because of that. Like, the two biggest stars on the men's side that were in the Rumble, ended the Rumble. Like, it was Seth, Seth Rollins and, and Braun Strowman are your two biggest stars. When they were in there, I, I was like, all right. Yeah. When Becky and Charlotte were in there finishing off, you were just like, oh boy, here we go. Like, this is awesome. That's how I felt anyway. I, I don't want to speak for you, your brother, but like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Becky and Charlotte, let's go. But like Braun and Seth, I was like, all right.
2: And how about when uh when Lana comes out and she's like limping? Like everyone knows Becky's gonna come out, and right. everyone's chanting for her. Like, she's yes. super over. Yeah. She's way more over than any male competitor mail. right any now. Any male. She's the most over-wrestler in WWE right now. Yeah. So in that regard. Maybe they should have done the the women's Royal Rumble. Again, they probably just didn't want to do it two years in a row, like in the show with the women's. But you're right. I think the ending was more sought after for like fans yeah, I think so, than, too. than the men's one. I'll
0: take on a lot of the problems when we get back. We'll also get an Anthony Davis next. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. 5 people every hour. 1 person every 12 minutes. 866-484-9621, 484 9621 that's 866-484-9621. roto
2: experts
3: it's uh, i i can seemingly have a problem with every sort of all-star game uh with baseball my biggest problem is and sometimes you say look you
2: don't like it how do we fix it i don't know but usually it's like the first
3: half all-star team if a guy has a great first half he makes the all-star team and then we see him fall off in the second half of baseball
1: sundays 8 a.m eastern on the fantasy sports network and on your popular podcast
3: providers
0: Center field action for you. Uh, Some other takeaways from the Rumble. I thought Finn and Brock was cool. No issue with that.
2: I saw a lot of members of the IWC commending Brock Lesnar for as, uh, how much he sold. Cool. His, uh, getting thrown into the corner of a, an announce table, whatever.
0: Yeah. It was all right. That was cool. I thought that um,
2: AJ and Brian was off. Awkward. Yeah. Eric Rowan getting involved too. Oh, it, like,
0: you know, I was actually thinking about that yesterday. That, he, that wasn't
2: expected, right? No, it wasn't. That, uh, Brian like needed like a bodyguard, like a yeah. vegan bodyguard. So this guy's going to be like,
0: yeah, like almost like a Diesel Shawn Michaels type thing.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, so I don't really have a problem with it. I thought Rowan was an interesting choice, but whatever,
2: doesn't matter. Um, who SmackDown Tag Champs. That was very predictable, obviously. Yeah. Wait, what was your match tonight? Match of the night. I liked. I liked the. The Women's Rumble a lot as well.
0: Well, my problem with the Women's Rumble was that there's too many people that you didn't care about.
2: In yeah, there. like the first girl who came out, I was like, who the hell is this? Like the, first chi- like, the Chinese girl? No, no, no. Like the first, like, she's wearing the sailor hat thing. She oh, Lacey like, Evans. Lacey yeah, right. Evans. Who, who the hell is she? Well, she,
0: they pumped her up a little bit, so I'm not upset oh, about well, that one.
2: I that. I Lacey, quite, Lacey hey, Evans I is fine,
0: but the random Chinese girl, I I don't know who that was. Yeah. I, I watched the product. I didn't know who it was.
2: Uh, outside of the women's like, K- Rumble K- match. K- Casey Catanzaro was weird. It's like, who is it's Like yeah, She related right. to Chandler Catanzaro? <laughs>
0: right, that's what my friends are all saying, too.
2: She did have some interesting spots, though. Yeah, she uh, That was cool. Being uh, thrown out of the Rumble. Uh, hmm I don't know. Nothing really, like, stands out. Like, nothing was that. I don't know. I think my NXT favorite, was a lot better, in my opinion. As it always is, but. Yeah, like the actual match. Like, the Ricochet and tag team match. Like, those were awesome. Those But it's also, the best matches it's of the also
0: week. two hours long. Rather than five, you yeah. know? You get tired.
2: It's easier to consume.
0: I actually thought that Becky Asuka was awesome. I really like Becky and Asuka. Pretty good. Uh, I thought Sasha Aranda was good. Not as good as Becky Oska, but it was good. Yep. That's the women just dominating, Greggy. All over. Uh, and I'm just being, like, totally transparent. Like, I was more into those matches than the dudes. I just don't The matches, yeah. That was good. It was a really, it was a really good match. All right. Um... Anything else with
2: the Royal Rumble? Anything no. else? Where are they are going? No. No, it's done. Yeah, we're rear view. We're okay. on to fast lane. Elimination chamber. We're-
0: I think the road, I think the elimination chamber up next.
2: Too many things. Okay, we're off to we're off to halftime heat.
0: Okay. Interesting. All right. I just, I just saw a rumor about but Daniel Bryan's opponent at WrestleMania could be Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it could be cool.
2: Oh, not like we've ever seen this before. <laughs> right,
0: they had a good match, <laughs> though. Okay. Um. So, the big story today, we're getting into the Super Bowl stuff a little bit later on. But the big story today, when we walked into the office this morning, was that Anthony Davis and his agent, Rich Paul, have requested a trade for the New Orleans Hornets. And they said it would be the best interest in the, the New Orleans Pelicans. They said that they would do this because they're, it's in the best interest of the Hornets, the Pelicans. I don't know if I keep saying Hornets. The Pelicans, because, hey, Anthony Davis is not going to resign here. So, trade him now so you can get the best for your, best for your buck. Well, Here's where that's just none of that is true. Because you don't play it through the media if you want a team to get the best for its buck. You keep it very silent. You don't make teams know that you're not going to do that. You're not have, you don't have the best interest at heart for the New Orleans Pelicans. You have your best interest at heart's. I think it is also notable that he is out injured, again, with the finger injury, that depending on how serious his trade request is, may take a little extra long to heal, potentially. I think it's interesting that everyone now connects him with the Lakers because that's where everybody assumes he wants to go. Now there's a lot of other teams in the league that may not want that may want to take a shot on Anthony Davis and try to make it like Paul George where they, he re-signs there, like Toronto is done with Kawhi Leonard. But, nevertheless, Rich Paul, who happens to also be LeBron James' best friend and represents Anthony Davis request Requesting trade from New Orleans,
2: and Anthony Davis, uh, they say, wants to land on a team where he can be he, he can be on a contender, a, a chance to win a championship. So for those people who automatically threw out like the New York Knicks and like ESPN is Like every time you see, oh, there's player's on the block, like oh, somehow the Knicks have to get involved, right? Like no, the Knicks are not going to get involved, and he wants to go to a t- contender, so he's not going to the New York Knicks. Greg, I do have uh, updated odds via odds Shark. uh what team Anthony Davis will be on for the first game of the 2019-2020 NBA season.
0: the Lakers the favorite?
2: The Lakers are the favorite right now, but it's close. They are minus 125. The Celtics are plus 150. Pretty close. Yeah, so it's Pretty not much. that far off. The Pelicans are plus 600. The Knicks, again, plus 850. The 76ers are plus 850 as well. What I do find interesting about this, Greg, is yeah. why does the agent bring up the possibility of Anthony Davis... Wanting to be traded now if he knows the Celtics can't offer a trade until the summer. Right. Because due to like the Rose rule, mm-hmm. uh, they can't make another trade or a trade of this caliber until Kyrie Irving finishes out this contract. Mm-hmm. So if they choose to resign Kyrie Irving in the offseason, now what is, so basically I saw they can't so make I, a trade offer until the summer. They so can't I make a trade I, offer. I saw
0: right now. I saw that. But what is that? What is the Rose rule? I didn't really understand it.
2: I'll I'll look more into it uh, because, I, to be honest, I don't really have the exact details. But it's like, because they already traded for Kyrie Irving, they can't make another trade of, like, that caliber. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it is, but I do know that the Celtics cannot formally make an offer or trade for Anthony Davis right now until the summer. And they still do have, like, like a couple of other first-round picks aside from, like, their own coming up. Like, they have the Kings, which might be, like, a borderline lottery draft pick mm-hmm. in the first round. Uh, this year because the Kings are actually competitive. Uh, and then they have, like, the Grizzlies, like, it's... The Grizzlies, either this year is, like, a top eight protected, next year is, like, a top six protected, and then, like, 2020 is completely unprotected. So. Yeah, so I, I heard all that, and it may- Why do the Celtics have so many draft picks? Danny Ainge is. Like, Danny Hange's out here playing chess, and mm-hmm. everyone else is out here playing checkers.
0: So, it makes no sense to me, theoretically, if you really had the best interest at heart of the New Orleans Pelicans that you would announce this now when the Celtics are unable to trade, are unable to make an offer for your client. You do this now when your client wants to go play for L.A., when L.A. has the best assets, where your best friend LeBron James resides. You do this now because the Celtics can't make an offer. And depending on how much pressure you put on the Pelicans... That's how serious they can. Now, if you were putting the pressure on and say, hey, I want to be traded before next season, all good. And that's what the Pelicans should do. They should wait until after after the season is over so teams like the Celtics can get involved, so more teams can line up their ducks in a row. There's no reason to rush into this. You're trading your cornerstone. You're trading your future. You're trading your present. You have to set yourself up as best as possible. And if you believe the Celtics offer does that, then, then wait. The Lakers aren't going anywhere, right? Like, the Lakers are still going to want to trade for Anthony Davis in July. They're not going to trade away the Lonzo Balls, the Kyle Kuzma, the Ivica Zubacches, the um, Brandon Ingrams. They'll all be there. So what are you rushing for? What's the worst that can happen? Anthony Davis doesn't show up anymore, so you lose. You get a better draft pick. So what? They should not succumb to the pressure and trade Anthony Davis now. Wait
2: it out especially when a lot of people think that the Boston Celtics are the team that can offer the best trade because they have guys like Jason Tatum and they have Jalen Brown and they have all these draft picks. You know, Not to downplay what the Lakers can offer because I think the Lakers can put together a very good competitive offer as well. You mentioned Lonzo Ball and Zubats, the way that Zubats is playing right now. I mean, that could be your center of the future if you trade away at Anthony Davis. And you get a point card in Lonzo Ball. It depends you know, how much faith you have in him for the future. He's been injury prone. He's shown a few flashes here. But then you also, you know, with Lonzo Ball comes LeVar Ball and, you know, all that whatever. But then there's Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. So, like, the Lakers can definitely put together an offer close to if not better than what the Celtics can but a lot of people consider the Celtics to be the team that has the best um has the best assets right now in terms of trading. So Greg, I, I looked up the uh, the Rose rule. Here we go. If the it, it's the so-called Rose rule and it has it has to do with the presence of Kyrie Irving back in 2011 the NBA's new collective bargaining agreement included a rule named after Derrick Rose from ESPN. The rule allows a player finishing his rookie contract to make of a team's salary cap, up from 25%. If he's twice been voted an all-star starter, twice been voted All-NBA, or won an MVP award. It was named after Rose because he was the NBA MVP in 2010-2011, a rule that would reward players who exceeded their value while on their rookie deals. Why is that a problem for a Davis and Sully trade? Because NBA teams are only allowed to have one player who signed a Rose Rule extension, and are still on that contract. Well, that's the answer. Both Kyrie Irving and Davis mm-hmm. received Rose Rule extensions on got their it. current contracts.
0: So that, so that, I mean, that's so that's the answer. Basically, uh, both Anthony Davis and Derrick Rose outplay their rookie deals. Outplay the rookie, Out- deals, the rookie. The rookie yep. deals, so they got the early uh, massive extensions. And the Celtics already have one. And that's Kyrie Irving. So they can't acquire Anthony Davis. But you got to agree with me, right? That there's no reason the Pelicans should make a deal now because the Lakers' offer's not going anywhere. I'm not even... Yeah. They, they may like the Lakers' offer better. I'm not saying they wouldn't. But Magic Johnson is not
2: going... And, and their general manager... But, um, who, but, but They're not going to stand on ceremonies, you know? But from their perspective... I mean, and it's not likely, but the Lakers maybe use it as leverage. They could say, well, if you don't take our offer now, we're going to go and try and trade for another superstar. And who? then all these assets are gone. Who? I don't know who. I'm just saying But, like, here's, a, but here's the thing. I, I don't know There's who no be. There's no other
0: superstar that's like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the top five... Top ten at worst yeah. NBA player in the league. Yeah. He matches up perfectly with LeBron James, obviously.
2: So, yeah. let, so you have to be someone who's like expiring, so going to be a free agent. Like, obviously, Durant's not going to be traded. Kawhi's not going to be traded. No one, right? Yeah.
0: Clay Thompson's not being traded. No, he's not. Right. So who, they're not going out and getting anybody. Kemba yes. Walker, sure. Go get go, go get Kemba Walker instead of Anthony Davis.
2: That might be something. Fine. That might be one. Fine. But does you think this Kemba Walker and? No, I mean, me realistically, I'm just saying, like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And that's fine. what I always like to do. And, that,
0: and that's fine. Do you, from both you sides. think the Lakers are really going to use all their assets to trade in for Kemba Walker
2: as good as Kemba is? No, there's no, no way. No, because you wouldn't have to give up as many assets for Kemba Walker as you would have to do for Anthony Davis. Of course not. So maybe, like, they'd be like, all right, we'll give you Lonzo Ball at a first-round pick for Kemba Walker. Right. And then you still have other assets available. They will not—I can promise you this.
0: The Lakers will not do Anything with their assets that jeopardizes them the opportunity to trade for Anthony Davis with Rich Paul as the agent who is also LeBron's agent, they but this know this might
2: come out now
0: because he pressure. wants to play. He wants to play with the Lakers, one thousand yes. percent. They are doing this to try to pressure the Pelicans right now into trading to the Lakers, one thousand percent. But if you're the Pelicans, maybe he doesn't want to be a Celtic. <clears throat> you yes, sure. But if you're the Pelicans, who have the control in this situation, f.
2: That... Yeah, you're right. Because if he doesn't play and he just sits out, then yes, you're absolutely right. They just get a better draft pick. It doesn't matter. Like, they're not going anywhere this year. Correct. There is no downside. There is zero
0: downside to waiting for the Pelicans. Too many times you have teams like... The Nuggets aren't a great example because they got a ton from the Knicks because the Knicks are idiots. But too many times teams try to do right by their franchise player. Now that I, I don't want to ever really side with the owners who are greedy and all that stuff, I believe in that. But too many times, you have owners and teams that want to do right by the player. Like, oh, he tried really hard for me. I want to send him where he, where he wants to go.
2: Does that really happen that often? Yeah, I do.
0: I think it happens too often, probably. It doesn't always happen, but you it happens it too often. You make a great owner, Greg. I think so. you got to do what's right for your team. And what's right for your team is hearing the best offers by trading anthony davis now one team that you know will be interested that's going to make a competitive offer is not available or eligible to do so how can you make a trade if you may be making a trade with a second best offer knowing that that offer is not going anywhere this is a power play by rich paul it's a power play by anthony davis and all he can do is what Kawhi leonard did last year which
2: was sit out and if he sits out they lose games, which is what they're doing now anyway. There's no reason to
0: trade him now. You gotta wait.
2: Speaking of which, what you just said reminded me of a quote from David Fizdale over the weekend. Did you see it? The Ennis Cancer with quote. the Ennis Cancer stuff. He's right. It's like they asked him about, um, whatever the Ennis Cancer situation with the New York Knicks, and he says well, we can't play worse than we're playing right now, which I thought was hilarious, but... Well, no, he basically said, like, this Cantor wants to be traded, and they basically said, well, what
0: happens if he doesn't? Is he going to be a distraction? Is he going to hurt the team? He's like, what, what are we going to lose more
2: games? I thought it was hilarious. Well, it was hilarious! But, but these, these odds tell you everything that you need to know, right? These odds about like where Anthony Davis will play next year. Lakers, Celtics, the next closest is the Pelicans, and then the Knicks and 76ers. That tells you everything you need to know. The only two teams that can really give a competitive offer right now based on where they are, the young assets that they have, the draft capital that they have in the future, are the Lakers and the Celtics. Am I missing someone, Greg? Is there anyone else out there that can compete with those two in terms of what assets, they can give right. up? Unless they're giving up like a pu- a proven superstar. And... That, those teams aren't listed right now because it's just not realistic. Like, if the Blazers came out randomly and they were like, we'll give you Damian Lillard. Like, right. all right, but it's right. not realistic. What about... project.
0: Uh, well, can the... Can the you just, let's just use the Blazers as an example. What if the Blazers give up CJ McCollum, a first-round pick? Nurkic, know, yeah. That okay. enough. That's interesting. that's interesting. Maybe. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. But no one's talking about it because it hasn't been, like, floated out there. And because you does not want to go to Portland. Exactly. Is yeah. Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard enough to make them a contender? Like, no probably just be where they always are. Like, Blazers will be like a top 5 or 16. I just don't know what other team. Because the Lakers, and LeBron knew all along. Like, LeBron is super smart. He knows what he's doing. He obviously went to a team. You think he went to the Lakers just so, like, he can teach all of them how to play basketball and, right. like, become a, a cohesive unit and grow together? No. He goes to this team and he sees, oh, we have all these young assets. Uh-huh. When I want to trade for Anthony Davis, I'll make it happen. And it's good for my brand to be in L.A. and Hollywood, the whole deal. Absolutely, It's like, fine. Both, like, families out there, like, kids going to play, like, he has like high school yep. ball there in California, like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to mentor these young kids. And he also so knows
0: I'm... his agent. He's one of his best friends since childhood. Rich Paul represents Anthony Davis. Like this is all pre-orchestrated. This is all a plan. Like now, I wonder, Frank, that this hamstring injury that LeBron's battling,
2: maybe it was. The maybe proof. he's just been sitting down with like the the front office the entire time. Like I, when these games end, he's going into the office with like Palinka and Magic Johnson. He's like, "Oh well, you know, let, let's map this out. Here's what we're gonna do at the trade deadline." He's yes. basically the GM.
0: But take that stuff further. And the coach. Let me take that stuff further, dude. Maybe it's like, "Hey, look at these young guys. They suck. They can't win. We need help. I can't win with these guys. Well, I, think I that's need a more." Harsh. I don't
2: think they suck. Did you, you, did you watch that clip I, I tweeted last saw, night? I know. I knew exactly where you were going. Did you watch that?
0: You didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Dr- drink. And check out a tweet I retweeted last night from the Suns-Lakers game. It wasn't just the Suns that looked pathetic. I
2: think the Phoenix Suns were just rubbing off from the Lakers.
0: It wasn't just the Suns that looked pathetic. It was the Lakers. I retweeted it last night. Please go back and check it. It was the most horrid basketball I have ever seen played at any level of this game. From when I was playing elementary school basketball to the NBA.
2: It was very bad. It was awful. It was... I'm running. Awful. I'm running down teams right now, Greg, to see like who might have the assets to like pull something off like this. Dallas Mavericks have a lot of young players, but if they trade away their young players, like they're not going to be good anymore. So that that wouldn't make sense. Sacramento Kings have a lot of young players as well, but kind of similar situation. Like you trade away Bagley, you trade away De'Aaron Fox, and like who who else is left on the Kings anyway? The Denver Nuggets are interesting because the Denver Nuggets have young players. Like they have Jamal Murray, they the have Gary is, Harris. But do like, any of these teams do it if he's not going to resign? There exactly. He's not gonna resign in Denver. No. <laughs> Would you rather be in LA? Would you rather be in Boston? Teams that have like history? Well, yeah. If you like smoking weed, you probably wanna be in Denver. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll take a break. We'll come back. Is Tom Brady gonna retire ever? Spoiler alert. No.
1: Go to GameFacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire Daily Fantasy Sports Realm with the Elite package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto package. Go to dailyrodo.com, pick your NFL or Elite package, enter promo code FNTSY and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league. Did you
2: see AB's new hair thing? How he dyed just his mustache blonde and one dreadlock? Why? I don't know. What is that about? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to get that Bay Area look. I, I have no idea. It just looked crazy. He looks like an insane person. I saw the mustache. It's not a good look. No, it's not. None of it's a good look. It's terrible.
1: Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
0: Back with you, fantasy best friends forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Any more on AD? You want to talk about the Knicks for a second with them?
2: I mean, Frank Isola's throwing stuff out there. Brian Windhorst, obviously, like, big, like, LeBron representative. Basically follows LeBron around his career uh, in the media. Went on ESPN today and said, don't be surprised if the Knicks are, like, the dark horse, like, lurking around here. If they're willing to give up that... First round pick, unprotected, which as of right now is expected to be, you know, a top three pick based on this draft class too. Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, and uh, now Morant, who is now John ja Morant. Mm-hmm. John ja Morant, who is now kind of stepping up. Some people think that he should go first overall uh, instead of Zion Williamson out of Murray State. Did you see him dunk over I someone? I did. Vince Carter style. I did. I did. He really go over Zion? No, no, no. But. I think it makes you feel better as of right now because the way that the NBA draft is set up now is if you are in the bottom three teams in terms of, in the lottery, the bottom three records, you all have the same odds of getting the number one overall pick. This is is going to be finally the year. The freaking Knicks are just the worst. No, but I think that there's three clear-cut candidates, Greg. So, like, even if they are in the bottom three, like, okay, if they don't get number one and you miss out on Zion, it's not the worst thing because then you still get R.J. Barrett or you still get Ja Morant, so... I think this year more than ever, like, there's a clear cut, like, top three candidates that I, deserve so to be So I draft. agree with
0: that. I'm just going to be annoyed if this is, like, the one year the Knicks have the worst record in the NBA.
2: And that, that other people have a shot at it. I just be frustrated. they the and Knicks. Look, they always fix the number one overall pick too. It's like, who do they want? What team do they want Zion they to go get to? to? It's got to be the Knicks, right? They, 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 we are due unless for- they want him to be the next coming of like LeBron, and he goes to Cleveland, where it. he can be like. They always like, fix it. Are they going to give like Cleveland Phoenix, another number one pick? Phoenix. Like they had Canada. LeBron. They had Kyrie. You give Chicago a number one pick. Yeah, but would Zion still? Would he be the guy there too? Yeah. I mean, they have other names though. Like they have marketing. They have. I yeah, know he'd be the guy in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be one like it's gonna be one of those three teams. It'll be Knicks, Cavs, Listen, or Bulls.
0: So. You know what's interesting? The reason you hear
2: about the Knicks, and Anthony Davis, is because it's New York, and they have a couple yeah, of assets. Trying to get the Knicks involved, they're saying KP in like the first round pick. That would, they'll probably do it. But then I saw, I saw a tweet from Knicks beat writers that say, you know, if you float KP's name out there in trade talks, how is that going to re- be received by him? Like, this is a guy that you want to re-sign in the offseason. Well, it's Anthony Davis, so like, I don't think he'd be offended. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he'll be flattered. Maybe. So. Oh, you want to trade me for Anthony Davis? Okay. Uh.
0: They could trade me in pretty high regard. Pelicans would, would do that. They would trade, Pel- they would trade for Kristaps. Plus, then KP's
2: and are restricted free agent, so the Knicks can match any offer that he receives in the offseason. See so what happens with that, by the way. What's what I happens? imagine he'll get either a max or close, too. I mean, a guy like Otto Porter got a max contract, and the Wizards ended up matching that.
0: And the Wizards regret that every single day.
2: Do <laughs> <laughs> so they regret that, or do they regret resigning John Walmore? Both. Both.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, do the Nets? Do the Nets have any assets that the Pelicans would want.
2: They would have to give up would they they would have to give up D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, and an unprotected first round pick. That'd probably that probably get it started. Maybe maybe you'd probably have to throw more on top of that. Don't you do that though? D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen. I guess do what you heard, it's very tough to do that right now. But. Yeah. And they have enough cap space to sign a max free agent in the offseason so that, as well. That's an interesting Emma one. Emma Walker grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's an interesting one, I think. Yeah, not bad. Okay. Um, so, they have a good thing going though with like the nucleus they have right now. I agree. When you can bring someone like Anthony Davis, you do it. I don't disagree, but it feels like Kenny Atkinson has been really good at like coaching, oriented, like, team oriented, yeah. not like based around one superstar. I, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, let we'll see what happens. Over the weekend, the Patriots had their set sell party where they everyone goes to the Boston. They say bye. It's very strange. I mean, they can't ever wonder why people
2: hate them, right? Like
0: <laughs> it's. It's very strange. But Brady was asked, like, hey, man, like, you won your first Super Bowl against the Rams. All these years later, you win another one against the Rams. If you do that, is that it? Do, do you say goodbye? And he's like, have you, have you listened to me at all, ever? What the F is wrong with you? I'm not going anywhere.
2: They asked him the percentage chance that he would retire if he wins. Zero.
0: Zero. He's not going anywhere. He has said repeatedly he wants to play at
2: least like two to three more years. He said
0: he wants to play at least 45. He's currently 41.
2: It's four more years. Crazy
0: to think of. No. Also, the Patriots don't have a ready made replacement as they do with Jimmy G. He's not going without a ready made replacement. Brian Hoyer's not the guy. So I'm shocked that the Boston media and that people are talking about this today as we talk about it. I'm shocked that people are talking about this today. It's always a
2: conversation, though, Greg. Because you know he's
0: not going anywhere. He's been very clear and honest. I'm not going anywhere. I want to play till I'm
2: 45, and he's good enough. Well, how often do people in the media talk about things that are never going to happen, Greg? Like Anthony him. Davis to the Knicks. Yeah, It <laughs> happens all the time. You're right. Tom Brady's not retiring either. Pretty cool story about Nikel Roby Coleman on, uh, on Bleach Report. Like he, did a- he, he does some very dumb things this week. They did, yeah. For sure. Uh, they, did, they did a long-form feature on him uh, after last week's debacle, whatever you would call it. Um, he's a real interesting dude, and he ha- he's on record. He hates the Patriots because like, he was originally undrafted free agent with the Buffalo Bills, so okay. he's played against them before. Um, he, he has used the word hate multiple times. Yeah, so, I think he also said that like... I wonder, I wonder if we get a prop on uh, the over-under penalties called on the Kel Roby Coleman in yeah. the Super Bowl.
0: I also also saw like he like called Brady out. One and a half, two and a half. He like like called Brady out for being like a step slower than he used to be or something like that. And Brady's going to target
2: like three times. I don't think he's technically wrong though. What basically what Are you out of your mind? No, no, what Roby Coleman was saying was that he still does what he's always done, but the Patriots are having him do it less. Which is not wrong. Like if you look at the path to the Super Bowl right now that the Patriots have taken, it's run, 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 Greg. And then pass when you have to. Mind you, when they have to, Tom Brady is still throwing precision passes. Like, all these throws that he's throwing to Julian Edelman, like, not everybody can just make those. throws. Like, he's putting those throws in the the exact spot they need to be that Julian Edelman can catch this ball and continue running. Or, you know, when he's throwing up a jump ball to Rob Gronkowski, like, these are well-timed, like, well-calculated passes. It's not like anyone's just making these passes. So, Tom Brady can still get it done. But I think what was interesting about what Roby Coleman said was that He's, they're just not relying on Tom Brady to do as much as he's done in years past, this year. Which I think is true based on their path to the Super Bowl. They've been run, 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 Greg. But what good does it come out to say that? What do you accomplish by saying that? Well, I, I think it's it's some gamesmanship, obviously, Greg. He's trying to get inside the Patriots' head the way that the Patriots do to everybody else, right? So his thinking might be, well, you know, if I call Tom Brady out, Maybe they'll abandon the game plan that they had the past couple of games. Are you, that, that just might be his thinking. No way. He like, oh, if he I call out Tom Brady, Brady, maybe they start off the, the game throwing the ball more than they have. They've just been run, run, running I'd like all them, over their opponents. I would prefer that to continue. They're probably going to. I would very much prefer that to continue. I know, because selfishly, you have Sony Michelle in your fantasy playoff pool. Correct. Which, if you win, I, I kind of want you to win too, because then you buy me lunch. You talk about bulletin <laughs> board. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I told you to buy you lunch anyway. So, thank you. You're welcome, Greg. What did I help you do? I was not sick. You, you, we ran
2: everything.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. I told you I'd buy you lunch.
2: Yeah. I tried to hold it down.
0: You did a fantastic job. So I wanted to buy you lunch next week when you can eat again.
2: Yeah. What are we going to eat? What do you want? We'll figure it out. Okay. Chick-fil-A, Shake Shack, something like that. Something like that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Done. You got it. I miss those days. Okay. So we'll do it. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Are you like Stained? You've been a Stained guy? <laughs> um, I do love the song Outside. It's great. I like that song, too. I'm him. on the outside. I'm, I'm looking
0: in. All right, what do you got, Greg? So I mentioned bullets and board material, and I read a story this morning. Uh, it was a football morning in America that Peter King writes now, formerly MMQB. And he talked about Robert Woods. and something he said last week. Did you see this? No. So Robert Woods was asked about it being loud in New Orleans. This is before the game against the Sands. And he was asked about it being loud. he's like, listen, yeah, it'll be loud, but, like, we've played there before and it's going to be loud for them on defense, too. And, basically, they took that quote, and I, I didn't get the exact quote, I paraphrased. They took the exact quote, and during one of the commercials, they played the exact interview on the scoreboard at Mercedes-Benz, and the crowd just got angry and louder and louder and louder. And Sean McVeigh was like, Robert, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? Why did you do that? And after that, I thought the players on Sean McVay's team would become a little bit smarter and be like, I'm not doing anything like this. But he didn't. He didn't. And here we go again. Sean McVay has coached against Bill Belichick as a head coach or as a coordinator one time. One time. What was that? With Washington. I believe Jay Gruden's first season, 2014-ish, I want to say. So McVay, I guess, was the quarterback's coach or de facto office coordinator or whatever. Yep. Belichick and the Patriots defeated Washington 34-10. to The only touchdown that Washington... Not surprising. The only touchdown Washington scored was in garbage time. This all comes from the MMQB or the FMIA uh, article where McVay interviewed Peter King. And he basically said that, like, they're... How prepared New England was which just like a totally different level. He basically said that Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick kicked the crap out of the Rams, like destroyed them. And he had to be prepared. Peter King asked him, he was "Like, hey, like, what do you make of Josh McDaniels, like, putting in eight plays that like they had not called before and formations they've never seen before on game day? Like, what do you make of that?" And he goes, "Honestly, last year in the Super Bowl, Doug Peterson did that. Pl- had a play call." on the game-winning touchdown where he had like four wide receivers to one side, Zach Ertz to the left, and Matt Patricia mouthed like, hey, we got to double cover Ertz. And they couldn't do it in time because they'd never seen it before. And Doug Peterson, with all of his creativity, was able to surprise the Patriots and yeah, beat them. That's the only way to do it. Right. So one of the big criticisms of Sean McVay was the inability, has been the inability to adjust, where it's like he's got this thing that worked and it always works. Can he adjust against a mastermind of adjustments in Bill Belichick? and and take it to him and i don't know the answer to that question i think it's very very tough to to, to decide and i think ultimately- you won't know until the
2: game starts correct i think more so what it is greg is what you mentioned about like mcdaniels and the patriots offense like having new things well that was last week against the chiefs right like they had like new formations and like things that they've never done before that was in the game against the chiefs correct so what McVay needs to do, and if he is this creative offensive genius that we all think and know that he is, what he needs to do is the same exact thing. He needs to have looks, schemes, plays that they haven't seen on, on tape before. Yeah, have to. Like that you Belichick and that Brian Flores who, you know, when they're trying to come up with a defensive game plan against the Rams for the for the Super Bowl, you need to have things that he's never seen before. That's to. what it took last year to beat him, right? With yep. Doug Peterson, like, the Philly special. And coming up with, like, all these creative kind of plays. Right, Greg? Yes. That's exactly what McVay's going to do. The thing is, we're he not going to know it. if he actually realized that himself until after the game starts. Right. Obviously, no one's going to tip their hand, obviously. No, and you're not right, going to know right. until not we sure. obviously see those plays happen. Were at, he, but there were, like, there were legitimately things that the Patriots did that were, like, plays out of the Chiefs' playbook. Yes. Like, yes. they did, they ran plays out of the Chiefs' playbook that they hadn't run all season long. That's the type of, like... Sick, twisted mentality that Sean McVay and the Rams, if they want to have a shot in this game, because as of right now, it's very early on in the week. We're not going to give our predictions yet. But, like, I'll tell you right now, I'm leaning with the Patriots. And it doesn't feel good. I think the Patriots will blow them out. But if you want any opportunity to hang with this team, you have to try and outsmart the smartest team in football. You have to do things that they've never seen before. This is put-up-or-shut-up time for Sean McVay, which is crazy because it's only, like, his second year as the head coach, but everyone calls you the most creative mind, offensive mind, or one of them, in football, now's the time to show it, Greg. That's the only way you have a shot. I agree with we that. We saw it last year. Like, normally, there's, like, there's no outsmarting Bill Belichick, right? Doug Peterson did it last year. He did. He absolutely did it. 100%. With that, I want to sign off at YouTube. Corey Parsons, Chris Venture, Jim
0: Day, or next Fantasy Football Frenzy live here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, Like, subscribe, rate us, give us five stars. Please leave a comment as well. We're live on the radio for another four minutes. Peter King also asked in this article about the ability to change things in the huddle or what freedom Jared Goff has because they talked about... um, some of these other quarterbacks obviously be able to kind of do whatever they want. Like Drew Brees seeing something, and he changes everything on the fly. What we all know about Sean McVay is like he calls the play, and he sits in the headset with, with Jared Goff. Like, Jared Goff's gotten a lot of heat for what he can and cannot do. And do you remember that play?
2: I, I think it's kind of dumb, but
0: okay. continue. Do you remember that play early in the third quarter where he basically threw, like, a rocket down the left sideline of Brandon Cooks, who brought it home? Mm. That it was pl- a beautiful throw. Gorgeous throw. That was a one that Brandon Cooks asked for, that they basically rarely ran or never ran all season. That normally was like the typical bunch formation that the Rams always do, where they would throw one of those quick screens to Robert Woods or um, something to Josh Reynolds in traffic, and they would just kind of go. And he felt like there were so many defenders over there that he had a better chance with a good throw one-on-one with um, Marshawn Lattimore Marshall Lattimore, That he gave the ball to Brandon Cooks with the speed and all that, all that. And it worked. And it gave Goff some more confidence and McVale a little more confidence in his quarterback. And it shows you that, like, hey, Goff isn't this just guy that can't do anything. You know?
2: You still gotta make the throws. Right. Jared Goff is still out there making throws. What I find so interesting, right, is that when we talk about this with Jared Goff, and a lot of people call him bus driver, and he's a system quarterback and and he's 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 doing well because he's running this Sean McVay system right now, Greg. And then we hear the people that he's compared to, right? Like you even said it. Drew Brees, right? Yeah, He doesn't have the freedom that a Drew Brees has right. to like check at the line of scrimmage and do whatever he wants. Like we know Peyton Manning was the best of all time. Omaha, Omaha, kill, kill. audible in his place. Right. Those guys are the best quarterbacks of all, all time. time. Yeah. And they're veterans. They're like, you think Peyton Manning came into the league and he was screaming, Omaha, Omaha? And he was audibleing plays his first, second season in the league. Like, what, this is Jared Goff's third year, right? Right. Like, these guys need to be kept coached up at the beginning of their career. Like, I don't think you can kill Jared Goff for that. Like, sure. it's not like Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning came into the league and they were like audibleing plays. Like, no, no. Like, first, second, third year quarterbacks almost rarely, never. 99.9% of the time they're running the play that their coach is telling them to run or if, or if their coach is telling them to like audible a play mm-hmm. like Sean McVay likes to do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they're doing. Like they're not checking out of that because they just don't have the experience yet. I agree. I think it's the same thing for Jared Goff. Like you can't kill the guy for being like a bus driver quarterback. I understand at some point like he's got to make plays. This is what we've said about Alex Smith for years. Why the Chiefs weren't able to win with Alex Smith is because he wasn't able to make enough plays. Like he he didn't have the mentality. Now, now, if that's what you think about Jared Goff, that's something completely different. Of course. If you want to say, like, I don't think Jared Goff has the killer mentality, the killer instinct to go out there and, like, step on the back of someone's, you know, step on someone's throat and, and you know, put up 30 points, and, and if you're winning, just keep going out there and putting up points. If that's what you think about Jared Goff, that's different. That's fine. Like, that's a mentality thing. To say that he's, like, a bus driver and he's a system quarterback and hold it against him, like, dude, it's his third season in the NFL. Totally. You can't completely, like, come on. We're comparing him against guys like Drew Brees and like Tom Brady. Like, yes, those are the guys he's been facing, but those are also the best quarterbacks to ever play this sport.
0: We'll have a ton more Super Bowl coverage all week long tomorrow. the next two days, all props. from Player props, team props, and some fun props. Those are the next two days. DFS later in the week, and of course, a breakdown of everything you need to know about Super Bowl 52. For Frank Sample, I'm Greg Sussman. Friends, Frenzy's Up Next, we'll see you tomorrow. We hope.